Hey Maniacs, welcome to episode 15 of the Maniac Radio Show. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. I hope you all had an awesome Thanksgiving, spending time with your families, watching football, and hopefully we're passed out in a turkey comatose by 6 o'clock. Gobble, gobble! This episode is going to be a little bit different in that we're not going to have a news segment, but it's going to be centralized around IG. For those of you who don't know, IG stands for Inspector General, not Inspector Gadget, that very lame Matthew Broderick movie back in the 90s. But it's cool as that would be to have Matthew Broderick on the Maniac Radio Show. It's even cooler that we're going to have Lieutenant Colonel Ian Gillis, who is the former Wing Inspector General and is now working in Wing Plans. He's stopping by here in just a few minutes to talk about the IG office, the big changes that it's going through between new members as well as new hires, where the IG office is heading, how that correlates with Wing Plans, and what the Maniacs can expect from their IG office in the coming years. We also have a fresh new Maniac fact for you that involves one of your fellow airmen and her awesome story about how by broadening her horizon past the 101st, she was able to be a part of a special project out in California that got her involved in the grander scheme of things outside her normal scope here at the 101st. Not to mention the fact that she got to meet Batman. Am I jealous? Maybe, but trust me, you will be too. I mean, come on, it's Batman. But we're not going to talk about personal feelings here on the Maniac Radio Show, but you'll hear all about it in this episode's Maniac Fact. But first, let's talk to Lieutenant Colonel Ian Gillis, the former Wing Inspector Gadget, Inspector General. Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, Lieutenant Colonel Ian Gillis, who's the former Wing Inspector General, has stopped by the studio today to do a kind of a follow-up from his last podcast interview. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the IG office and some other things as well. So thank you, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Gillis, for stopping by. Ah, thanks for having me back. I wanted to uh, come in and, and uh, talk to the wing about uh, some changes in XP and uh, the IG office. Colonel Roy has recently asked me to move back to wing plans in an effort to shore up the plans office and prepare us for the upcoming uh, Type 2 Nori, which is something that uh, is kind of a little different, how that Nori is going to affect us. Obviously, there's a transition right now between you and Colonel Neto. Uh, is there is there going to be like a seamless transition, or is IG going to kind of be offline, or are they always ready? Uh, I think the IG office is going to going to pick up right where we left off, or right where I left off, certainly. You've probably heard me reference in, in numerous meetings that um, this is uh, this APHIS system is something that we're building a, a, a ship under sail so that everything is kind of changing. It's, it's kind of no small feat um, in actually getting a, a program up and running. And as, as the IG over the last 18 months, we've taken the Commander's Inspection Management Board um, from a briefing that was kind of just me as the IG standing in front of the uh, wing leadership, briefing them on things that were going on in the program to a point where they're actually interacting and we're solving problems in, in that uh, inspectors, uh, commander's inspection management board. We've developed uh, vertical inspections where we go in and we look at a squadron. It's a holistic process where we look at a lot of things ahead of time um, and actually try and give a meaningful look to that squadron commander of what's going on in their group. And, and that's something that the new Wing Inspector General is, is moving forward with and we're going to accomplish a vertical in every squadron prior to the UEI. We've created a battle rhythm for the wing. Uh, we've tried to publish a, a wing inspection calendar so that everybody understands where inspections, exercises, self-assessment is going to happen and they're, they're continuing on with that process and, and uh, robusting that. And probably the biggest thing is we just, uh, just prior to me leaving, we hired the director of inspections. We've hired a new director of complaints. The incoming uh, wing IG, Colonel Neto, will be posting 
the uh, self-assessment program manager job. So the wing IG office is going to be at full strength, ready to move ahead, um, and I'm really excited about that. I think they're going to do great things. For those of you who don't know, uh, could, you, could you maybe explain, Colonel, um, who is staffing that office right now and what a brief rundown of what their jobs are? Yeah, sure. So Lieutenant Colonel Todd Netto replaced me as the uh, wing inspector general. He's responsible for the overall program and uh, not only the inspection side of the house, but complaints as well. And then we have a director of inspections, uh, Major Franklin. He's in charge of executing that inspection piece the uh, exercises and vertical horizontal inspections bylaw inspections. Uh, Senior Master Sergeant Chris Morin is our superintendent in there. He's responsible for training bylaws, McT, iGEMS and that kind of stuff and kind of keeping that idea uh, moving forward with the wing. Um, he's We like to call it uh, outreach. He goes into squadrons and, and, and helps them move their program along. And then the last uh, full-timer that we're looking to hire, a master sergeant position, and they're responsible for a self-assessment program. I like to call that my, my data mining person. Our idea there was that this person would be in McT and iGEMS uh, all the time, and when we came ready for an inspection, we would go to that person um, and ask them for a rundown of whatever we were going to inspect, whether it be a squadron or, or a process or conventional or nuclear missions, things like that. So there's a lot of new changes. That's what it seems like anyway. There's a lot of new changes, but for the better, and for, and you guys seem very optimistic about it. What are the uh, prerequisites, I guess? I think that's the right word. What are the prerequisites for the new position that you guys are going to be hiring for? If you look at the position description for the for the technician position, um, it's pretty stringent. But in, in reality, what we're looking for is a, a tech or a master that has the skills to be able to do some data mining, some, some database management. I believe they have to be a seven level and uh, somebody that's, that's willing to, to get outside of their comfort zone and work in the IG office. All these new programs and, and new plans that you guys have in place that you're planning to do, that, and you said that the uh, the Inspector General had kind of passed down. Are you talking about like from Guard Bureau, or is that something that you got these new um, plans that you're gonna implement, is that something that you guys come up with locally? The way APHIS works, the AFI tells us that we'll do vertical inspections, for instance, but it doesn't say what a vertical inspection is, how it's supposed to be accomplished. That's something that we've designed locally. And as an IG community in the Guard, we've kind of worked best practices with other units and brought several other programs in and kind of melded them together and, and tailored something that works for us. And, and that's where we're really kind of excited about where the program is and where it's going forward too. We think that, you know, certainly our vertical inspections, uh, for example, are, are targeting useful data to, to provide to a commander so that he or she can improve their squadron. Which ultimately really is kind of like the, the whole goal, right? I mean, that's what you guys are after. That is a goal of AFIS, um, it, compliance and, and process improvement. What about future inspections? What can people expect to see when it comes to that stuff? I mean, is there going to be the same song and dance we've had in the past where we get ready a certain way for, for wing inspections, or is there going to be a new program for that? Well, the the biggest inspection that, uh, as far as MAGCOM, that's on our radar coming up is obviously the NORI in August of, of 2018. Probably heard me mention before as, as the IG that we don't prepare for inspections anymore. If we are mission ready, we're inspection ready. That's kind of the mantra of the APHIS system. And you probably heard me say uh, here earlier in, in this interview that we're going to prepare for a type 2 nori. Well, those may seem to be opposed to one another, but they're really not because we've never done a type 2 nori. We've never trained so that we have the people here on base to do a, a type 2 nori. What a type 2 nori is, is our very own wit will inspect the wing and certify 
that the wing is, com is capable of this no-fail mission, and they're gonna be making that certification not only to MAGCOM, but ultimately to the Commander-in-Chief. So if, if that's a little scary, it should be, because we're putting our stamp of approval on it up to the highest, the highest level. We're gonna have to prepare to do that. And uh, the Global Thunder exercise in, in October was kind of the beginning of that. We'll move into March and we'll do a, a large-scale generation where we put all the processes that we kind of dusted off in October, we'll put those to, to the test again and, and make sure we're the, that we're good to go. We'll do an MST uh, training throughout the spring, and then we'll do an exercise in August that'll test our MST. And then we'll come back in January of 2018, and we'll do what's called a um, nuclear leadership mobile course. And that will actually be a finishing school for our as we like to call them, nuclear wit. The members that we have on that uh, Nori team will, will get their final training to be able to really be able to put that stamp of approval on. And then we'll probably do one more exercise spring of 18 just for those guys to get trained up and, and exercise what they learned in that nuclear leadership course. And then we'll have a type two Nori in 2018. So there's a road ahead. And again, we're, we, we have to train for that type two Nori. It's something that we've never done before. Yeah, and especially where, um, so the, uh, yeah, needless to say, I think 2018 is gonna be a busy year between the RCP-8. That, with coupled with the Nori, will be a challenge for this week. Well, I think that, um, as you know, the professionalism and the dedication of the Maniacs have, I, I think it'll be just one more challenge that they'll, they'll you know, kind of put behind them as, as, as it passes and we'll, we'll prepare for it and do the best we can in true Maniac fashion. And once it's done, it'll be something, one more notch that we can be proud of, which is pretty sweet, so. One of the important things to note is that as the IG office comes to full staffing, that we have four full-timers in there, they're gonna be able to take the APHIS program and the commander's inspection program here locally to a whole new level, something that uh, Senior Master Sergeant Morn and myself, and myself really couldn't do over the past year just because we had two of us in the office. Um, you know, it was quite a challenge just keeping up, let alone driving ahead. But now we're talking about four full-timers in that office. Um, they're really going to be able to move. And I think the, the wing needs to understand that, that things are going to move faster in the IG office. And you know, be ready for some great things and, and be ready to keep up. That's awesome. And again, I think it's, uh, I, I mean, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but with you and Colonel Neto working so closely together and Colonel Roy's vision on having wing plans and the IG working together, that's spectacular because you already have that experience. You bring that to the table. Colonel Neto brings a wealth of experience to, his, to the table as well. So um, I think that the wing is in good hands and so is the IG office as well as wing plans with the two of you at the, the dynamic duo at the, the helm. Uh, so again, uh, uh, Colonel Gales, thank you for stopping by and thank you for, for, um, for, for talking with us today. Well, thanks. I appreciate the opportunity to, to chat with you and uh, I'm sure we'll be coming back as the uh, chief of wing plan to talk more. Absolutely. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Really quick, I just want to put a quick plug in for the combined federal campaign and that the deadline to sign up is December 15th. So if you want to sign up to donate and you haven't yet, the deadline is December 15th. If you have any questions whatsoever, you can contact Captain Fields, who is the wing representative for the CFC, and I'm sure he'll be more than happy to talk to you about it. He loves the CFC. He wants you to love the CFC. So together we can love the CFC. Again, the deadline is December 15th, so make sure you sign up if you haven't already. Also, this next message is for anybody who eats, which hopefully is everybody. But the 101st Services Flight is offering a special holiday menu for this drill weekend for you 
and your taste buds. Lunch on Saturday Drill will feature prime rib and grilled salmon. Say it isn't so. Not to mention everything you can expect to see at a holiday meal. Pie, mashed potatoes, and for those of you who are on a wagon, prepare to jump off because they have assorted cheesecakes. But you know what? It's the holiday season. You deserve that cheesecake, so have at it. And the Sunday's breakfast will be from 0630 to 0800. So stop on by, have breakfast with your fellow maniacs, unless you want to sit at home and have frosted mini wheats, which that's okay too. But if you want to spend time with your maniac family, enjoy a nice holiday breakfast. Make sure you don't miss out on Sunday's breakfast this drill. Also, I have a quick message from Lieutenant Colonel Neto, who, as Lieutenant Colonel Gillis mentioned earlier, is the new Wing Inspector General. Colonel Neto wanted to give a brief introduction as the new Wing IG, along with a few messages to follow along with that. So, without further ado, here's Colonel Neto. Is your house on fire, Claw? No, Bethany, those are Christmas lights. <laughs> Whoops, uh, yeah, that's not it. Okay, here it is. Sergeant Sinclair, thanks for coming by. I'm Lieutenant Colonel Todd Natto, the new Inspector General. Really excited to be working with Major Doug Franklin, Senior Master Sergeant Chris Morin. Great shop. We're looking to hire a new self-assessment program manager in the near future, and that person will help us with data mining. And we've also brought on Captain Emily Andrews as our IGQ. Excited to have her coming over from the medical group. Our mission in the near future is to get APHIS Air Force Inspection System out of the IG shop and into the wing. In other words, integrated into the flights, the squadrons, and the groups. If there are any questions about McT or iGEMS, please don't hesitate to give us a call at 7055. For APHIS Air Force Inspection System to be fully integrated into the wing, it's going to require all of us to embrace all aspects of it, i.e. McT and iGEMS. And another good one, uh, recently we've produced a change in our business rules where squadron commanders are, will now have the ability to go into iGEMS and sign off minor deficiencies. And in closing, as I mentioned earlier, looking forward to being your new Inspector General. And again, if there are any questions about anything related to APHIS or if you have any other issues you'd like to talk about, please feel free to come and see us. Doors always open. And again, that was Colonel Neto, the new Wing Inspector General. So make sure if you happen to see him around base, you congratulate him on his new position. And the time has come for this episode's Maniac Fact. Today's Maniac Fact is brought to you by the 101st Contracting Office. As a major purchaser of supplies and services, it is essential that we receive the best value for every dollar spent. Responsible in assisting in the contracting process, contracting specialists follow strict standards and practices to ensure every detail is covered every step of the way. These professionals help prepare, negotiate, and award contracts to qualified vendors as well as evaluate their performances to ensure that the money we spend is put to its best possible use. For more information on how you can become a contracting specialist, contact your local recruiter. And here's your maniac fact. The year is 2000, 16 years ago, and the Air National Guard is organizing their very first ever commercial. Seeking talent throughout the country, they would choose 30 airmen to put their acting skills to the test in construction of this commercial. And wouldn't you know it, two out of the 30 airmen chosen were from the 101st Air Refueling Wing. One of those airmen was Lori Pelkey, one of our favorite finance specialists. 
gear at the wing. Master Sergeant Pelkey traveled to Riverside, California, where she met with film crews, directors, and makeup artists to be part of the Air National Guard's very first ever commercial. Just as Chief Master Sergeant Moore always says, don't be afraid to get your feet wet and broaden your horizon by traveling, meeting people, and networking with other units. Master Sergeant Pelkey became part of a unique experience, developing a memory she'll never forget. During her time in California, she also had the chance to meet Ben Affleck, the future Batman. She said that Ben Affleck was extremely nice and posed for a photograph with Master Sergeant Pelkey. So again, the moral of this maniac fact is to get out there, meet new people, go to different units, volunteer for TDYs. You could become a part of an experience you'll never forget. And maybe, just maybe, you'll get to meet Batman, if you're lucky. So there you have it. One of our own maniacs representing the 101st Air Refueling Wing in the very first ever Air National Guard on-air commercial. Making history not only for the maniacs, but for the Air National Guard. And that's it. That's all we have for episode 15 of the Maniac Radio Show. I'm your host, Tech Sergeant Andy Sinclair with the 101st Public Affairs Office here in Bangor. I know that was a lot of information, and that was a fairly long interview, longer than normal, with the former Inspector General. But it was a lot of good information, and I think that we all need to hear it. So with that being said, have an awesome drill weekend. And as always, if you happen to see us around, pull us aside, let us know what you think of the Maniac Radio Show. We love your feedback. We love constructive criticism. And if you want, you can always email me as well. I would give you my email address, but I think that's technically considered OPSEC, but I guess it wouldn't be that hard to figure out. It's the same thing as yours. Just take your email address, replace your name with mine, and voila. Email me what what you think of the Maniac Radio Show. Hey, don't forget to check out our Facebook and Instagram pages by searching 101STARW. That's 101STARW for both Facebook and Instagram. Get on there, follow what we post to see what's going on in your Maniac world. Also, don't forget to check out the official Vice Wing Commander's Facebook and Instagram pages by searching CV.101ARW. Again, that's CV.101ARW. We'll have another podcast come out before the December holidays, but I'll say it now anyway. Have a safe, happy, and enjoyable holiday season from everybody here at the 101st PA office. But that's it. Until next time, so long, and never forget what our good buddy Matthew Broderick once said. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. <laughs>